Good morning, everyone. Oh, I'm excited about today. You don't, you don't have any idea. I'm serious. This message I want to give today is one of those that, uh, well, put me pretty much on the floor yesterday, but um, it's not going to go where you think it's going to go, so hang out. You, hang out, okay? Give me like six minutes to build it, and then I'm going to flip the script, which I thought of Muhammad Ali with the rope-a-dope, but I figured y'all didn't want to be called dopes, so I didn't say it. <laughs> I mean it. Get excited. This is ridiculous what I'm about to share with you today. Okay. This is like help right now type of type of message. So, do you like our little fall pictures? Isn't that nice? Are you into it? Anybody into it with these cold temperatures? Cool temperatures, I should say. I love it. And not because of pumpkin spice and Uggs, because I'm not that person. I'm more thinking about hunting camp and stuff like that. And I hate being hot. Oh, anybody else says they get older, they sweat too much. That's just me. Put a little weight on maybe. I don't know. All right, so here's the deal. Lately, we've been talking about focus, focusing on God. And, and, and I don't think I share vision enough. Here's my vision, that people of the North Country would come to salvation through Christ Jesus and understand that there's a better way to do life than they're currently doing. Let me see if you're with me. Anybody? We sit here on Route 56 in Norwood, New York, and like everybody else, I graduated a couple, couple miles down the road. Like everybody else, number one, how will they know that Jesus is for them if no one tells them? And how will they know they can have a better way to do life where you're not alone and not helpless to your own devices unless someone tells them, right? So we here at Norwood Free Methodist Church, that is what we're doing. And if I don't share the vision enough, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remedy that. And everybody sitting here and everybody watching online is a partner with me in doing that. Let's do that. Let's let people know that. Well, anyway, we've been talking about focusing on God and saying this. Be careful what you label good or bad. And some of it was kind of common sense last week. I got to be honest with you, I was a huge fan of that message, where there are things in your life that you would have labeled bad that turned out to be good. There are things in your life that you would have labeled good that turned out to be bad. So someone walks up to Jesus and said, good teacher. And he goes, whoa, who are you calling good? That's AJ's paraphrase. And what I think he's teaching us is this. Be careful labeling things because you'll run toward what you call good and run away from what you call bad. And you have no way of knowing what truly is good or bad in your life. I can't summarize a whole message if you weren't here or didn't catch up online because I see some of you are like, this is riveting. Yeah, it was. It was 40 minutes of riveting. So in your situation, you know what is good? If God is with you in your situation, it is good, whether it seems good or not. Um, and if you don't know where he is, then ask him to show you where he is. And if you've never asked him into your situation, ask him into your situation. Not just the help, you know, the foxhole prayers. Those are good. Those are fine. But ask him into your difficult situation, and ex but also accept his way and, and what does he say about the situation. And once you know he's in the situation with you, it is by nature then good. It was a good message last week. Mary Beth, did you hear that? It was a good message. <laughs> well, to go on along with that, we, God has some really big stuff for us today. So I need your energy um, today to give this because, again, this is, uh, this is groundbreaking stuff, and I'm going to be doing some running around, doing jump jacks the whole nine. So, again, I need you. And we'll get out of here fast because the Packers play at 1 o'clock. So let's go. Okay, so let me tell you something. You know, um, we all should know by now, and listening online, this might break some crap off you too, okay? Sorry for the word crap there. Um, but you should know by now that the measure of your spirituality is not what you do and don't do. And that's slightly controversial, but hear me out. What you do and don't do is what's called law. Do you understand that? Okay. Definitely need you today. If you understand me, understand. how mature and godly you are is not good or bad habits even. That's external. Jesus says you're whitewashed tombs if you just look at the habits. Do you know what the actual measure of a mature follower of Christ is? People online. And so I've been beat up by people. Okay, stop for a second and just listen to me. What really shows spiritual maturity is not those things. It's actually 
how you love and treat people is the measure of your spirituality. Do you understand that? So it's not whether or not you have a cigarette in your hand or what movies you watch. All that stuff is peripheral. It's habitual. It's law. That stuff will get worked out. Don't get me wrong. But how you treat people is paramount. It is your thermometer. So let's look at, don't take my word for it. Let's go off. We got two slides here. This is so big. Just really take this in, people. I've been beat up by people who I thought were, who called themselves, just time out, and read what the Bible says. If I speak in the, t- in the tongue of men and angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or clanging cymbal. And if Graceland wasn't sleeping, I would smash the cymbal with my wedding ring right now and say, would you learn, people? Would you learn from that? Did, you, did it change your life? No, you're, it's nothing. And it's by itself, and it doesn't fit in. You get it. If I have the gift of prophecy, and if I can fathom all mysteries, which we can't, and all knowledge, you're the smartest, wisest, you've got the mind of God, but, and I have faith that can move mountains, but I don't have love, you are nothing. Nothing. Next, please. And if I possess all, give everything I have, and even, even become a martyr, but if I don't have love, I gain nothing. Well, that person mistreated me because then... If you don't have love, you're nothing. And uh, we, don't go back a slide, but it says, you are nothing. And that's, I mean, read that. You're nothing. You're, you're a nothing man and a nothing woman if you don't have love in the kingdom of God. And again, if that's your story, people beat you up who said they follow Christ, get over it. Let it go. They said they were mature Christians. They probably weren't. Do you understand? People say that they're at things all the time, don't they? People say they're all sorts of stuff. But the measure of a man and a woman in the kingdom of God is how they treat the people around them. When they're mistreated, when they're treated well, whatever it is, love is our measure. You know that. Now, again, I'm not going where you think I'm going. (laughs) Seriously. All right. This is hard stuff, okay? I understand this. Because loving people is difficult because people can be stupid. They can be rude. They can be selfish. They can be arrogant. They can be callous. They can even be downright evil. I've faced downright evil in my life. People who've downright given to the darkness. We've got a few police officers. They see it probably weekly. People doing things to other people that by, by nature, it's abhorrent. There's downright evil. But how you love is the measure of who you are. So let me, uh, let me show you two more slides. Um, let me see some of the harder things about loving. Because again, I'm building in it, and then I'm going to go a total different direction. What are some of the hard things about this whole thing? Jesus and Matthew, who followed him around, wrote first and I said this. He said, anybody, uh, I tell you, anyone who's angry with his brother will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to his brother, Raka, which means empty head, is answerable to the Sanhedrin, the ruling council, the authority, the law, cops. There you go. Is unanswerable. But anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell. I didn't look up if, look up if that was Hades, Sheol, Gehana. I didn't look that up. That's hard teaching, right? Come on, yes or no? We're talking about love, and this is what he says. This is, this is crazy. Again, where I'm going is awesome. <clears throat> so that says this. Two, oh, another slide, too, please. <clears throat> Therefore, I didn't skip anything. He took a breath. That's it. Therefore, if you're offering your gift at the altar, if you want to go to church and do religious stuff and call yourself a Christ follower, and if you remember your brother has something against you, something against you, leave your gift there. I don't even want it, guys. Go and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer the gift. So... <sighs> I gotta be careful how I do this because life is messy. And I've been the couple, Melanie and I will tell you, my wife and I, you fight on the way to church, you put the happy face on during church. And second song or so, you're like, oh crap, we should really make up. And that's God going, dude, (laughs) churchy doesn't, go be reconciled. Reconciliation, reconciliation in perfect peace between you and everyone is to be priority alpha. 
how you love is your spiritual barometer. Okay? Okay, next one. How about this? We're just we're saying what are the hardest things, Kirk? <laughs> this one's hard. Peter came to Jesus. Y'all know him. Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times, which is the law at the time. Men's attempt, right? Seven times. And he says, no, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Okay, that's weird because other versions say 70 times seven. <laughs> okay. Is that difficult for anybody? Someone mistreats you and Jesus is saying 70 times seven or even 77 times, right? He's not given a formula either, guys. The number seven is completion, it's wholeness. And it says this, and if you look that up, again, that drives me nuts because every other version of the Bible says 70 times seven, which is 490. But if you ask any of the scholars, it's not about the number. It says this, boundlessly, endlessly, measurelessly. Can you follow me on that? In other words, Peter, no, the law used to teach you you could check the box. I'm telling you that love is greater and all-encompassing. And so, no, Peter, always leave your heart open. I'll tell you this. I'm going to give you wisdom today, too, because, again, where we're going is awesome. It is hard to love the way God tells us to love. But I'll tell you this. With the people who consistently hurt you, 70 times 7, it's okay to shut the door. You're just not allowed to lock it. I want to say that again. For the people who consistently hurt you, it's okay to shut the door and get some distance, but it's not okay to lock the door. Do you understand the difference? If you got family members who are toxic and poisonous, nobody says get your, get your butt beat and destroyed day after day after day. It, you can love them from over here. But if ever there's that moment where reconciliation is possible, you got to be there. Do you understand? You show up. That's different, isn't it? Because some churches will tell you, put your hand in a blender. That's not what Jesus is saying. And other people say, grow cold and callous. That's not obedience either. It's right in the center. And you got to be open to the Holy Spirit. We good? It's good, right? That's real truth. This is hard, man. This is how we're supposed to love, Joe? You kidding me? Jeez, if Jesus didn't actually walk the earth, I'd say he was asking a little too much here. <laughs> like, Jesus, have you seen? Yep. Do you know what that? Yeah. <laughs> but he was in all ways tempted, but without sin, right? So let's make it even harder. Let's go to the other one, Kirk. Because we're supposed to love. Let's do the ultimate, the quintessential, the wedding crashers, if you will. Don't, I'm not condoning it. It's an R movie. First Corinthians 13 says this. The love that you're supposed to give everybody around you is patient. It's kind. Doesn't envy. You're not supposed to boast. Don't be proud. Don't be rude. Don't seek for yourself. Do not be easily angered. And this love doesn't keep a record of wrongs, no matter how long the record is. This love doesn't delight in evil, bad things happening to people, but it rejoices with the truth. Wow, I just came up with that. That's good. Love does not delight in evil, bad things happening to people you don't like. But it rejoices with truth. And you know what? You are supposed to always protect, always trust, always hope, and always persevere. Fail. <laughs> Jesus, uh, I made it to the thing number three, which were, because honestly, AJ is not patient all the time. AJ is not kind. AJ, AJ, AJ does envy. And I've been known to boast. I'm working on it. I'm trying not to be proud. I am rude at times, and I know I'm self-seeking. Oh, man, you catch me in a hurry, and I'm easily angered, especially with my kids. Uh, I do keep a record of wrongs. I'm working on it, but um, I don't hate it when bad things happen to people I don't like. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've, I mean, maybe I don't laugh out loud anymore, but secretly I go, <laughs> um, right? I don't always protect. I don't always trust. That's for sure. I certainly don't always hope the best, and I don't always persevere. I'm not loving the way I, I'm supposed to love. I can tell you that right now. Um, this is uh, crazy. So we're convinced about loving, right? We're, we're convinced about that. This is the setup. Are we convinced about this? It's hard. The standard is way up here, right? 
Okay, I want to give you something today. Ted Decker, help me with this one. God commands you to love other people in this way and so much more, so much more. Does your father not love you with the same love he asks you to give other people? Mike, good. See why I set you up? You were ready to own it. Oh, you were ready to be crushed by it. But does your father not love you in the same measure he invented? Joe, do you get, get what I'm doing here? I'm coming through the side door. Because you all own that early part. Mm-hmm. But you don't think God loves you in the same way, the example, and that, with that way, and more? God commands you to love other people in this way and so much more. And has, does he not meet the standard he set with his love for you? <laughs> See what I'm saying? That put me on the floor, dude. Because all those things I just read, again, they're, they're the measure. Does God not meet that measure? Of course he does. Sorry, that band-aid is really distracting, isn't it? Slice my finger. Let's, uh, let's go back to our outline for a second. I want you to get this personally. This is not a y'all. This is not a use. Get this individually, okay? Let's go to the next slide, please. And we're going to do this all over again. If you're offering a gift at the altar and realize that peace is not a part of it, leave everything and then come back. So if that's the standard you're supposed to measure to, does God not do this very same thing? Does God not leave religion and, and tradition and even church buildings to go be reconciled with you? Priority alpha, priority numero uno. It must be true, or he doesn't meet his own standard, right? Do we have the, yes, what do we have next? Yes, I want to show this to you. Jesus himself says this. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep, everybody's doing well, and then one goes off. One goes his own way, thinks he knows what's best. What do I do? Do you not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders so it can rest because it's tired, right? And he goes home and he calls his friends and neighbors and they say, rejoice. I found my lost sheep. And I tell you that in the same way, there'll be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who don't need to repent. And repent means this, change your mind about things. Change your mind to change direction. Does he not love you in the same measure he's told you to love? There's an example that absolutely he does. Let's keep going with this. Let's do this next one, right? How many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? We're going to go with the King James on this one. 70 times 7 times. Ooh, that's a good one, huh? Because I got you in a corner. And all those little lies you've been believing your whole life, I've got you cornered. I did it, didn't I, tactically? Because now you have no way and no right to not agree with this. Does God not love you with the same measure he commands you to love others? Therefore, does God not forgive you 70 times 7? Boundlessly, endlessly, what did I say? Measurelessly. You all agreed with me earlier, didn't you? And if you don't agree with me right now, if you're closed off and you want to, want to pet those voices that have been holding you down your whole life, then what you're doing is saying that God doesn't meet his own standard, that God is weaker and lesser than human beings. That's what you're doing. I didn't have to pray for boldness today, but be, be ready because I'm not coming after you. I'm coming after mindsets that have held you down. And I'm fierce when it comes to that because Holy Spirit inside does not like that at all. So does God not forgive you 70 times seven? But God, you know how many times I've, yep. But not this time. This is the one time that, whoa, 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 whoa. 
If I can dole out this command, I can keep it, says Heavenly Father. Oh, that's good. Spiders are running all over the place trying not to get squashed. It's true. These voices in your head that lie and tell you that this cannot be and blah, blah, blah. Again, they're just lies. Does your father not love you with the same love he asks you to love others? Next one, please. Sorry, caught you drinking, just like a waiter. Oh, you ready for this? Oh, man. If Donna's supposed to be patient and Donna's supposed to be kind and not envy and not boast, you see where I'm going, Mike? God is patient with Mike. God is kind to Mike. God doesn't envy. God does not. He's not does not boast. He's not proud. God is not rude toward Mike. God does not seek himself even over Mike. God is not easily angered at Mike. God doesn't keep a list of Mike's wrongs. And God does not delight when things happen bad to Mike. No, he rejoices when Mike agrees with the truth. God always protects Mike, always trusts Mike, hopes for Mike, and always perseveres. Can't argue it. And I like it because y'all want to. Parts inside of us want to. But does God not keep the standard he Ask you to keep? Joey does, doesn't he? I'll do the whole thing with your name in it. You want me to? <laughs> yeah, brother. That's amazing. God always protects Bonnie, always trusts Bonnie, always hopes the best for Bonnie, and always perseveres. Either that or he's not as good at loving as you are or commanded to be. Oh, man. This shapes and frames everything we do every second of the day. And I'm excited. See why I was so excited? This is fantastic. Where are the conditions, Britt? Would you see any words that if? Is there a single one? Scanning, 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 not even an if. No? What about the what about the forgiving 70 times 7? Where was the if on that one? If you, then I'll. Do you see any of that in any of these? Well, we got ourselves in a pickle. We're right smack in the middle of the spotlight of God's love, apparently. And apparently it's better than what he commands. Let's keep going. This is important because to the extent we experience the Father's love, we can then love with that same love. But I'm not talking about that today. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to give you a charge, Mike. Uh, uh, you know, you love so you can love. Yeah, that's fine. That's great and that's theologically accurate. But that's not even where we're going today because y'all are still this. And there's people watching online who are hiding behind their monitors who they're hearing this stuff and they're saying, wait, love is patient. God is patient with me. God is kind of, and you're still fighting it off. So I'm not going to go off to, to that sort of stuff yet. I'm not. But today's the day whether you decide whether or not you are loved fiercely by, fiercely by God. That's it. We're tearing down lies. Today's the day where you decide whether or not you are loved fiercely by God. You individually, not the church body, not your mama, not, no, you. Today's the day to decide whether you are safe in that love, that he will not abandon you, walk out, pull back, or not. Now I have a fun way of doing this. Because trust me, I've been doing this nearly a decade, believe it or not. And I know, oh, I know how we can be so resistant and how we can leave this place and squirm away from it because it's uncomfortable. And I also know that there's things inside of us warring against this. You can and must know that you are saved and safe in his love through Jesus Christ. You have to. If you've turned to him, if you actually desire Christ Jesus and bend your will, then you are a son or daughter of God through faith in Christ Jesus. You are a partaker in amazing grace. Now, here is, here is an awesome part of the show. Are you ready for this? Some of us for too long have, and I'm going to use a strong word here, and that's okay. I don't mind. Have trampled on it. In a non-condemning way, I'm not condemning anybody, but in a strong voice, I must say this. Not receiving amazing grace is not without offense. It is offensive. 
We cannot allow voices, baggage, lies, the enemy, whatever, to twist or warp Amazing Grace because, you ready for this? Here's the real version of Amazing Grace that some of y'all and some of me and some of y'all are singing, and it goes like this. Oh, it's pretty cool, Grace. How sweet the sound that maybe saved a wretch like me. I once and still might be lost, but now maybe I'm found. No, no, this is y'all's anthem, some of you. I'll keep going. I'm still sometimes blind, but now I somewhat see. And it was grace that taught my heart to fear. And grace, my fears do not relieve. Because I'm holding on to my fear. And if we're doing, oh, yeah, yeah. How precious did that grace kind of appear the hour I first believed. And if we're doing the contemporary version, because this is the one we like. My chains aren't gone. I'm somewhat free. My God and maybe Savior has partially ransomed me. And like a puddle, his mercy does not reign. Reign means supreme. No unending love. It's pretty cool, Grace. No unending love. It's pretty cool, Grace. Thank you. Thank you. Because the truth in that should smack you right in the forehead. Because the reality is this. I can't come up with a more poignant example, by the way. If you believe you are a son of daughter in, in God, if, and you've got to understand you can't be lost. You can't lose his love for you. And so Amazing Grace, the song, it's hung right in our lobby, y'all. The reason it's powerful is because it's de declaring that grace is done and therefore it's amazing. Okay, the real song, I won't sing it for you again. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. It's amazing because I'm saved. If it's not finished, it's not amazing. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. The sound is not sweet if you're not saved. It's just grammar, people. We got an English teacher here. It's cause and effect. I once was lost, but now, now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. That's why it's amazing, because it's not a maybe. And furthermore, listen to this one. It was grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved. If you don't get grace, you're still scared. You're still scared that you're not good with him on day to day. Well, I did this again. I've fallen out of grace. I did this again. He must not. God loves you in the same standard, if not better, than the one he commanded you to love others. And he said 70 times seven. So don't act like you don't have amazing grace and don't act like grace isn't amazing. Thank you. One of them. My gosh. Boy, you think I'm preaching a condemning message. You think I'm, you think I'm preaching hell and brimstone. If I had a pet cricket right now, he'd be singing with me because these people don't. I'm going to just buy one and he's going to, where's Shep the sheep? I need him, my little. You'd act like I'm condemning you when I'm telling you you are not condemned. I'm telling you that through faith in Christ, you're saved and it's done. So settle it and move on. That's what I'm telling you. And Uncle AJ is being a little hard today because those voices in your head are a lot harder. And they're there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I get you on Sunday for 45 minutes. It's amazing grace or it's not. Figure it out. That's what I'm saying. Okay? And you, if you don't know that I am coming from a place of love, you're crazy. Open our hearts, Father. We need this. Now, Christ died to secure you in his love. And it's no lesser love than he commands for you to others. Now, let's do John. Because we're going to look at those who believe, right? He gave the right to become. Okay, God is love. There you go. Boom, moving on, moving on. But I didn't want to touch that because that got convoluted. The next John is what? 
Okay. Uh, what, do we, what do we got for Ephesians? Crap. This is where the wheels fall off, isn't it? There you go. It's by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's a gift of God. But you remember how it says, for those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become sons and daughters of God. Do you remember that in John? Okay, clear that, Bri. Those who, there you go, boom. Okay. To all who receive Christ Jesus by faith, just saying you are who you say you are, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Adopted. Children born not of natural descent of a husband, but born of God. Adopted, right? Done. Let me give you another example. Can we watch our video, please? Can Joe, will you hit the light switch, the first one and the second one, please? You guys watching online? Yep, just pull this thing up. There you go. This is what it looks like. Pay attention, please. All right, well, there's one more gift. We have one more It's gift. not for Grammy, but it's, yeah, it's another gift. Why don't you careful open it up. There we go. I want you to read it. I'm going to be adopted? We love you, sweetheart. And he goes on to say to her, he goes on to say to her, we love you, sweetheart. I'm going to be your daddy. I'm always going to be your daddy. And she says, I'm your mama. And we're adopting your brother and sister, too. Lights back on, please. I just gave you John, and now I just showed you John. Good, Joe. Now I just showed you John. I'm going to be adopted? Yes. I'm always going to be your daddy. You're always going to belong. Now, here's the thing. This little girl, she's in, right? She's good. She's in. It's settled. Her status has changed. It will not change back. Legally, socially, emotionally. The reason that's so poignant, and she's crying, and I cried when I watched it, is because, again, she's, she's good. She made it. She's accepted. She's safe, right? Safe harbor. Two loving parents. And again, the backstory is they adopted her and her, her blood siblings. They're all going to be a family, and they're a very loving family. I just showed you that version of John. For those who believe, he gave them the right to become children of God. I'm going to be adopted? Yes. I'm always going to be your dad. And I'm going to love you with a standard, number one, you won't understand, but at the bare minimum, how I command you to love everybody else. With unending love and amazing grace and mercy, that's like a flood every day of your life. So you guys, you already got your papers, man. You may not have opened the present. But the day we opened our heart, the moment we opened our heart to Christ Jesus and said, I want to be your family, the papers got filed. And you know, it pro I'm poetic in this way where I'd say this. You probably, there probably is a video of you getting your adoption papers. I bet you in heaven there's probably a video of the moment when you decided to, 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 to yield and surrender your life to God. I bet you anything he's got that on a camcorder. You know what I'm saying? Right? He says, come here, come here, remember? Remember? You, whoa, it took a while for you to get there. But here's the moment. Boom! That's it right there. And nothing could ever take you out of my hand. Cupped hands in John. And you know what? Your father is not going anywhere. We need to stop living like it. And if we believe that not, not only when I say turn from the religious lie, but also confess it to him and acknowledge his wrongdoing. Because it's the truth, guys. It's the truth. The last thing of the day is uh, we're going to do this. Um, we've been singing a new song, and it's been sweeping the, uh, well, the world, really. Um, 
because it break down it, it breaks down walls and it examines things and it, and it puts a real good spotlight on things. It's a Corey Asbury song, um, and it's called "Reckless Love." Um, and I'll just read you the lyrics to that. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. That's the truth, because it says you you formed me in my mother's womb. Before I could do anything, I had your approval. You've been so, so good to me. Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. And I want to ask you this, guys. On your best or worst day, if God didn't love you, why did he give you life? Why did he do that? Why you? Why you? Because you're you. And there's only one you. So why did he do that and then sustain your life all this while? Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me. And then I love it. You've been so, so kind to me. And it says, oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. And he, he got some flack for that. Corey Asbury did. And so he stood on stage. I watched an interview where he says, reckless is not saying God is careless. Reckless is saying God is careless about himself. That he's recklessly pursuing you. In other words, with no thought of self, I'm chasing you. And that's recklessness. I said before, some of our kids can be reckless. They're not thinking about themselves or their face going into the corner of the table or something. You're just reckless, right? Reckless, no thought of self. God is reckless, no thought of self. Because you know what? Hey, Jesus, Bill really needs you. But it's going to cost you everything. Done. No thought of self. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. It chases me down. It fights till I'm found. And it leaves the 99 for me, the lost. We just looked at that, didn't we? It's literally out of Jesus' own mouth. And you know what's funny? is Some of us are still bearing shame for having been lost. Never in that parable does it say he goes, shames, then picks up that sheep. That's right. That's right. No, some of y'all are still wearing shame. Well, I knew better. I shouldn't have wandered off. Hey, he leaves the 99, finds you, puts you up there, makes you safe. Leave the shame back there too. That's for somebody. I don't even care. You don't have to say amen about that one. I know about that. I couldn't earn. I don't deserve it. I got to sing it. Still you give yourself away. That put me on my butt because here's why. He doesn't say you give your love away. You give yourself away. He's singing about the reckless love of God. I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. But still you give your love away? No. You give yourself away. And here's the crazy thing about Amazing Grace. If you want to believe in pretty cool grace, the song AJ sang, Patton, trademark, Patton Penning. <laughs> if you want to believe in pretty cool grace, you ready for this? This amazing grace cost Jesus everything. He gave himself away. So pretty cool grace denies that the payment was enough. Slam that down on the ground. I have friends on Facebook who have decided that they believe they can lose their salvation. Oh. It's not that disagree with AJ. Who cares about AJ? What? It's the fact that if you believe that, then you're saying when Jesus on the cross said to telestai in Greek, which is it is finished. But you've got to. Right? Wow, you make a pretty bad God, by the way, each and every one of you that I see. If you've got to add to it, then it's not amazing grace. It seems too easy, AJ. I hear. Oh, I see. It wasn't easy for him. And if you think you're in and you're out and you're in and you're out and you can tip the scales, boy, you must think you're a powerful person, a real powerful person. You see what I'm doing here, guys? Some of us are just on this treadmill of trying to get to a place where we belong when the whole idea is 
you already belong, and that's where the power to live life comes from. We don't fight for God's love or favor. We fight out of God's love and favor. You're good, dude. Stop hiding from him. Just knock it off. You act like if he knew about this, he, he does, and yet he still leaves the 99. And he, he's patient and kind and keeps no record of wrong for you. Now stand up, brush yourself off, accept it, crucify the lies that are keeping you out of it. Now live the life you're supposed to live. Amen? Okay, that's what we're doing here, dude. God is here. Jesus says, I came to set the captives free. Some people don't want to walk out of jail. You're free. The door's open. Door's open. As are God's loving arms. The rest of the stuff, leave the religion there on the floor, please. Those things, thank you. Put down the handcuffs. Okay, now you can actually run and you can walk and you can fly to the life you're supposed to live. Let's wrap this up. When I was your foe, still your love fought for me. You've been so, so good to me. When I felt no worth, you paid it all for me. You've been so, so kind to me, says Corey Asbury. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. There's no shadow you won't light up, no mountain you won't climb up coming after me. You guys sing this part really loud. I always like tone down because I can feel a wall of sound coming. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down coming after me. And each one of those lines is something that we all battle with week to week. The shadows in our lives where we don't know what's going on. Mountains that we feel. Walls that we put up between ourselves and God, ourselves and other people. And lies we believe that God is constantly looking to tear down. Like today, in fact. Hmm. So hear me today. You are loved. You want to know why you're loved? You ready for this? Because God chooses to love you. Very little to do with you, in fact. You know why you are loved? Because he is loving. Just settle it right now. And if you never have, ask for it. If you've never asked for it, just ask for it now. This guy in the green shirt, thanks, Terry. Terry gave me the shirt. <laughs> it's my favorite shirt. Um, this guy in the green shirt is telling me I'm loved by God. If you at home or anybody here haven't asked for it, ask for it now. Just say, Lord, I want that to count for me. I want to be one of, I want to be one of your kids. That's it. That's called salvation. You just bend your will and say, I can't do it without you. And then you know what you do? Accept it. Some of us were caught between here and here. We asked for it, but we never accepted it. Knock it off. Settle it today. Settle it. You are loved by God. Ephesians slide. Yes, this one, please. There's one word I want you to see before we sing. Gift of God. If I want to give Kirk, let's say, my knife. It says knife now. Here, Kirk, I want to give this to you. No, I couldn't. No, Kirk, I, I want to give that to you. I bought it for you, and I engraved the blade on it. It's Kirk. Hey, hey buddy, happy birthday. What does Kirk have to do to, to take possession of it? Just, just receive it. But who's it about? It's about the gift giver, is it not? Don't complicate things, dude. Paul knew what he was talking about in Ephesians. It's by grace you've been saved through faith. This is not even about you. It's a gift. So you know what you do? You say, thank you. And you realize you have it and you stop acting and living like you don't have it. Let's sing Reckless Love. No, you know what we're going to do first? Let's pray. Some of y'all need to pray. Father, we're just going to come today, Lord God, and we're all going to sing Reckless Love, even people online, because we come acknowledging right now that, that all of us in some way have downplayed and minimized your amazing grace and love for us. Father, we ask right now in the name of Christ Jesus and your power and grace to set us free from that, Lord. We break agreements with the lies we've accepted, Father God. We ask that you'd please forgive us for living out of those lies that we're in, we're out, we're good, we're not. We're 
we understand, Father God, that only by receiving your amazing grace, it validates it and we agree with it. So today, Father God, we receive you, Lord Jesus. Somebody online right now is praying this for the first time, and I just realized we want to pray along with you and say this, Lord Jesus, I want to be adopted into your family. All these other people seem to really be getting it, and they seem to, seem to be talking about somebody else's God. I want you to be my God. I, I yield and surrender my life and my future to you, Father, right now, and I want amazing grace to be my new song. I'm done with pretty cool grace, and I'm done with everybody else's grace. I want it to be my amazing grace. I give my life to you right now, Lord Jesus, by your power and your love. Please break the lies I've, I've agreed with, and again, I repent of that, and I change direction. I want all of you, Father God, and I know you've got all of me. In the name of Jesus, we love you and worship you. Amen. Let's sing Reckless Love. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. You've been so, so good to me. Yes, you have, Father. I acknowledge that. For I took a breath. You breathe your life in me. You've been so, so kind to me. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the night. I couldn't earn it, and I don't deserve it, still you give yourself away. Oh, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we thank you, Father. When I was your foe, Still your love fought for me You have been so, so good to me When I felt no worth You paid it all for me You have been so, so kind to me don't deserve it still you give yourself away oh the overwhelming never ending reckless love of god yeah 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 oh,
coming after me there's no shadow you won't light up mountain you won't climb up coming after me there's no show you won't kick down lie you won't tear down coming after me not everybody else me lord there's no shadow you won't light up mountain you won't climb up coming after me you said no matter what father there's no wall you won't kick down lie you won't tear down coming after me let's make it personal there's no shadow you won't light up mountain you won't climb up coming after me standing in the stream, the, the, the waters of your love, Lord. As we enter out into the week, Father God, we pray that you'd keep this moment, this time, this truth that you've given us, you'd keep it right in front of our eyes. And when the old voices try to drag us down again, talking about our worth and talking about the things that we've not conquered in your strength yet, Father God, help us to sing this over our lives and situations. Your love overwhelms the darkness your love overwhelms our need. Your love overwhelms rejection and, and, and self-accusation as well, Father God. Because you're stronger, greater, and better. We receive that today, Father God. We thank you, and we trust you to preserve us. In the name of Christ Jesus, who's King of kings and Lord of lords over all things, we live, love, and worship, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody, have a great week. Thank you for joining us online. <laughs>